passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. Taking one last look at my friends. You will die. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. have spoken welcome 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 to episode number 176 of the sith list i'm your host Raj the old shahi and my pilots for this crazy star wars adventure the young the restless the man who is not sitting across from me i don't even know why i'm staring that way he's actually on the video screen carlos buarguel the man we call Crunch Crunch. The man who's wearing an epic Steel Saunders. What do, you, what do we call that? Air Air Mall? Air Mall. Air yes. Mall hoodie sweater. Very, very cool. Mr. Les is... Air Malling it, dude. <laughs> air Mail. Air Malling it in. The man we call the king. King of all pods. The man who's going to guide us this week through this galaxy full of Star Wars news because our man Eric Strathers cannot be with us. I know you guys are listening going, wait a minute, Eric Struthers isn't here for the probably the biggest Star Wars news day of the year. No, he is not because he had butt butter the other day. So he cannot be here and I totally understand it. Stomach flu or food poisoning got him and put him down. So we apologize and obviously we're recording on another day because a bunch of people were sick. So no Eric Struthers, but hopefully... Crossing my fingers that he's going to send something in about his reaction to the film that we all know what we're talking about. But say hello to the one and only King of All Pods, King Tom Chansky. How you doing, buddy? Uh, please, Eric, don't hate me. <laughs> yeah, please, Eric, don't hate any of us. Please, please, please. I am definitely interested in getting Eric's take, though. I cannot wait to hear what he had to think of The Rise of Skywalker and the last two Mando episodes that we haven't talked about. Before we do that, how's everybody doing? Uh, Mr. I'll start with you, King of all pods. King Tom, how you doing, my man? I'm, you know, good. I'm a little bit drained. I, I saw Rise of Skywalker twice last night. 
got a few hours of sleep and then had a full day today. So it's it's just, you know, one of those one of those days. But I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. I don't know if it was the anticipation. I was sick last week. I've I've been sick for about nine days, right? And I got Mm -hmm. antibiotics. I called the doctor and I said, Hey, I don't have time to come in for a exam or anything. Can I talk to a doctor and can they prescribe something over the phone? So they called and I talked to him and I said, listen, buddy, I have the Rise of Skywalker premiere on Thursday, the opening night. I mean, I don't have the premiere. I wish I had the premiere. <laughs> I don't want to be ill. I don't want to cough. I don't want to sniffle. I just want to be healthy watching it. Is there any way you can prescribe something to me? So he did. So he prescribed, uh, I don't know what the hell it was, but something for a chest cold and a sinus infection or something. He's like, you're going to feel better in three days. And I did. I felt great in three days. The day before the movie, all the symptoms came back. And I've been taking my antibiotic. I'm still on them. I still have to take one tonight, my last one. I don't know if I was nervous or it was just like coincidence, but I felt like shit. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I think it was all like all of this nervous energy, I guess. I don't know why it would be nervous energy. I was so excited to watch it. but ugh. I was out of it like last weekend too. Actually, a week ago today. So it was Friday. I got really sick. And I think I'm still recovering and that's got to be part of it. Yeah, it's got to be. How about you, Boo? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Funny enough, I took the day off for this. So, so uh, yeah, no, I'm feeling good. Yeah, I, I worked on Thursday, so I was a bit tired going into the movie, but just sitting down and, you know, seeing the crawl and all that, I hyped right up, you know, real mm-hmm. good. So, and then I was able to see it earlier again today, this morning. So that was nice. Oh, you've I've seen, seen it, it twice. twice. Oh, that's great. Because yes. I want you guys' perspective, yeah. the people that have seen it twice. I was hoping mm-hmm. the less went to work today because I was going to play hooky and go see it in 3d with him but he wasn't there so we got to do that later on maybe uh, that's what i'm saying how you doing Les? i'm doing great man we're hatching devious plans to get out of work <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the schmeels and deals the shenanigans real quick we are proud members of the making star wars podcast network tune into podcasts like now this podcasting blue harvest steel wars rogue one podcast 2187 first order transmissions the cargo hold kessel run radio with our boy noah outlaw who we got to watch the film with mm-hmm. yesterday Flew all the way down from Texas to watch the movie with us and then went back home the very next morning at 5.30 a.m. That is wow. dedication. So, Noah, we love you. He's yeah, all about man. in and out now. That's right, Boo, baby. All That's about right. it. All I about know. it, dude. I saw that. I was we like, got a, We I, got a little talk it. with him. We were like, how was it? He's like, you know what? It's a time commitment, but well worth it. And you know what? You're right, dude. It's just one of those things. Yeah, we, we, yeah it's <laughs> right. It's just, it is just one of those things. And he is planning to move down here. So hopefully by celebration next year, he'll be living Just for the here. burgers? Just for the burgers and sure, us. He said the Sithless and In-N-Out. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so Kessel Run Radio, fingered by Randy and Jason, who we also got to have the pleasure to watch the film with yesterday, which was great. Tatooine Sons, Around the Galaxy, a Star Wars fan podcast. So check those podcasts out and check us out on social media, thesithless.net for episodes, for merchandise, for pictures, for videos. Go there, email thesithless at gmail.com and check us out on all the other platforms that we'll talk about our Twitter handles and all that at the end. But I am excited to get into this. So box office for the last week, Jumanji made $60.1 million. Pretty solid for December. Uh, well, this is what the box office mojo had to say. While the studio attempted to downplay expectations, Jumanji Next Level opened up at the end of industry expectations, leading the weekend charge with a December studio record opening at Getty, getting the box office off to a strong start with the holiday frame. So Jumanji was a studio record. 
million. Frozen 2, 19.2, still making money. And Knives Out, Ryan Johnson. Okay, so I think it's time now to get into... Cats. Cats. Yes, cats. In honor of Struthers, we should talk about cats. In honor of Eric Struthers and Emily Lindo Lynn, who is very, very excited for cats. I hope that it's better than they people are saying it is. Well, I hope it's good. I hope because a lot of people are expecting it to be halfway decent. I've heard some scary things about it. Like it makes you feel really awkward. Yeah. And it's yeah. kind of They creepy. look weird. They definitely look weird. Their faces but. look weird. I don't know about that. Well, hope it's good. Now, let's get into Mando. I mean, we don't well, need there, to... Do- there's we- a big, big piece of Star Wars news we should start off with, Rush. Oh, okay. Okay. We got a new Star Wars movie coming to the theaters in 1,093 days. Don't have a title, don't have a director. That's pretty much it. I didn't know that. Do we really? Wow. Well, the, you know, back in, uh, in the spring, Disney announced that their next uh, Star Wars movie was coming out in uh, December 16th, 2022. Wow. I so think... for anyone counting, yes. it's 1,093 days from today. Okay. So King Tom, this is what I want you to do. Every episode that we're on, I want you to do the <laughs> countdown now. All right. I will. I will try. <laughs> wow. Wow. 1,000 <laughs> days. That's why you know, I put a tweet out before I went to watch the film. I said, I just hope everybody goes in with an open mind and not to expect, have crazy ex- expectations and hear the critiques. Just go in there and see if you can have fun. And because we're not going to get a film for evidently a thousand days, just see what happens. But, you know, I don't think anybody listened to me. Let's talk about Bando and let's talk about episode five and six because six and seven. Okay, let's do that, too. Episode six and seven. We haven't been on in a while. And we we we, could talk about five and six, but I think people want to hear more about six and seven. You know, recording on a Friday throws me off a little bit. Yeah, we're seriously out of it right now. Our time is off. Yeah, we apologize, people. Let's do it. Let's man do it up. Let's go. Chapter six was The Prisoner, directed by Rick Famuyiwa, who directed episode two. The, uh, you know, disintegrating Jawas and taking joyrides on the Sandcrawler episode. That was this one. And we uh, saw the Mando hook up with an, uh, old, a few old acquaintances to rescue a prisoner from a Republic prison ship. And it turns out that the prisoner is a former uh, enemy, we can say. And they double-crossed him, but the Mando went crazy and managed to turn the tables on the crew, getting out of the cell they imprisoned him in, imprisoning the three of them, taking the prisoner back to the guy who hired him for the job, and then sicking the New Republic on the guy's base to destroy it. Or yeah, to pretty epic. Was, uh, beat, beat out justice, let's say. Yeah, that was uh, definitely a epic, epic way to turn the tables and then just walk away in a wake of destruction. I love how the three directors that were the uh, the uh, X-Wing pilots, by the way. That was, that was cool. That was really yeah. cool. I love this I episode, it, man. Yeah, I did too. I think, and with that, I think everyone recognized, even though he wasn't wearing a cowboy hat, everyone recognized Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. But yep. it wasn't until the credits rolled that you got to see the other two and, and it was really nice to see them and both deborah chow who's going to be overseeing the kenobi series and she did the next episode which we'll talk about in a little bit mm. but also rick famua is going to be doing at least one episode of season two so it's nice that these these directors are going to be sticking around with 
Star Wars. Absolutely. Do we know who's going to be in charge of Cassian yet since they're going to start filming in June? I thought they announced that. Okay. I thought they announced that first Gareth Edwards was going to be involved. Oh, yes. But then also one of the writers who helped rewrite Rogue One was also going to be doing some rewrites. You're right. I think Jason broke the news that he had heard that. Gareth Edwards is going to be the showrunner, like Favreau is on this, that he might be the showrunner for this one, which is yeah. pre- pretty cool. That's great. I loved Bill Burr in this, guys. I was not expecting to see Bill Burr in such a big role, and oh, yeah. I thought he, he killed he it. He was an yeah. ass like he is in real life. If you don't know who Bill Burr is, he's a, he's a comedian from Boston. He's always got that, you know, fuck you, I'm from Boston kind of thing. And mm-hmm. he isn't a huge Star Wars fan. In his stand-up bits, he talks shit on Star Wars, which is really funny. Yeah, hilarious. But he did great. Irony. Great casting. And uh, also, Clancy Brown, in his third role in Star Wars, was playing yep. an, uh, an alien. And I didn't even recognize it as him until the credits rolled. Yeah, I didn't either. Right right when I saw that, I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, that's Clancy. Whoa. Wait, Clancy Brown did... was in three roles? He was the governor, the former governor of Lothal and Rebels, and then Darth Maul's brother, Savage Press. Oh, in Savage Press. He was, he was Savage Press. Yes, yeah, he was. Wow. The voice. Yeah. Yeah, the voice. He's he didn't a... fucking draw. Fucking... I know. I know. Savage Press. When you were dude. asking, though, I'm thinking, dude, that. Well, because Savage Press is. He put on one of those. He was obviously the voice, dude. With the ping pong balls. Oh, man. That's right. That was his body that they. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. But great episode. You guys all thought it was great? Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's it's a wonderful episode. The action is great. The tension that you feel the entire time. The characters are great. Mm-hmm. Towards the end, when Mando turns down the lights and it, you know, you know, it's all red in the music, it reminded me of Aliens. Yeah. Reminded me oh, of yeah. Aliens. I got that yeah. feel of like, oh, you know, no game over, man, game over. You know, the 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 radar beeping, getting closer and closer. People start disappearing. You turn around. Your person's gone, you know, that kind of thing. So I thought it was great. I loved the entire episode and the way the way it ended. I was like, that's fucking awesome. There was some menace because when he was imprisoned and they the the, the droid uh, uh, on board his ship was starting to find out about baby Yoda, you thought that the episode could end with them taking off and oh, yeah. leaving oh, him yeah. behind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I thought that was it right there. I'm like, oh, what's going on here, man? I don't I don't like when they do that. Yeah, no, most people don't. They like I, start freaking out. I hate when they put Baby Yoda in danger. Nobody puts Baby Yoda in the corner. And I'm like, don't, don't do that. I do want to say something. This is about the Mandalorian overall. I, I went to see a movie the other day, and three people, a person I was with, a person in line for the snacks, and a person I overheard in the restroom, they all said that, oh, I couldn't catch today's episode of The Mandalorian because I was waiting for my significant other. She's not a Star Wars fan, but she loves this show. Yep. That sounds familiar. So I really think because of Baby Yoda, because of what it's doing with the genre, because of episodes like this, it's really reaching a lot of different audiences, which is good for Star Wars. Absolutely. And I was talking to Noah about, I think Les, you're in this conversation last night, Mm -hmm. about how they're probably going to, I have a feeling they're going to do something at Galaxy's Edge. The next ride or something is going to be very Mandalorian and Baby Yoda-esque. We have an email from Ian about this actual episode. Good evening, all. 
My excitement couldn't be contained well enough to write four unique yet similar e- similar emails. So forgive the lack of formality. Yeah, so what happened is Ian sent us, Bad Motivators, Rogue One, and I think Star Wars spelled out, if I'm not mistaken, all of us the same, the same email, email, which is cool. All I got right, no everybody, similar emails across mm-hmm. all the platforms. Here we go. Holy fucking shit. I don't know where to begin. I guess before getting into the chapter, one thing. I'm making my way chronologically through the movies and Clone Wars to get geared up for The Rise of Skywalker. In Season 2, Episode 17 of TCW, The Clone Wars, Bounty Hunters, I noticed a quick five-second shot on a ship that looks very similar to the Crest. When the Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka go to one of the villagers' homes, they open a garage and see the Bounty Hunter ship. I had actually rewind and watched that scene several times, but I thought it was cool watching both series. Oh. Okay, now on to the app. This is clearly one of the top chapters. First, the music was amazing. It set up the perfect atmosphere and was super cool since it seemed like a remix of the regular themes. Again, as with chapter three, I spotted a more direct KOTOR reference. I might be completely wrong, but did anyone else think the prison guard droids looked like the HK series? I mm. thought so. And honestly, that was cool as fuck. Next. I and by love- the way, KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic, That's for right. people that don't yeah. know. Yeah. Next, I loved the writing of this chapter. The jokes, smart-ass comics, comments, general camaraderie, well-written and active. So much great chemistry between everyone. There were some smaller things that also made this chap- chapter stand out in a way, in a great way, and that was the cinematography and editing. And particularly the screen wipes and sequence where Mando sneaks behind Mayfeld. Lastly, two things. Number one. Baby Yoda is going to kick some ass real soon, <laughs> I hope. Mm-hmm. And that number two, the Republic distress signal move by Mando, literally a killer move. Ah, oh, so cool. I think that's the general gist of what I wanted to share. Forgive me for the book and, again, lack of formality and just sending y'all, all y'all one email. I couldn't hold anything back. No problem. P.S. I never actually thought my emails would be read a lot on all your respective shows. It means a lot, and I greatly appreciate it, truly. I just thought I'd let you know. That going forward, if you could try your best, my preferred pronouns are they, them, as I identify as a transgender and non-binary Jedi. Nice. No hard feelings at all, especially since I'm just telling you now. Hope you understand. As always, may the force be with you. Well, thank you, Ian. And I talked to Ian about this and I said, do you, is it okay for me to read the PS? Do you want me to do it? And he said, absolutely. Thank you so much for that email, Ian. We really appreciate you letting us know that. And for anybody else also, if this is the same type of thing, please let us know and we will absolutely refer you to whatever type of Jedi, non-binary that you would like us yeah, to. Yeah, any pronouns that you want, we'll definitely do this. And we and we so appreciate you emailing us and we love your email, so keep sending it. And first of all, how, how brave of you yes. to mm-hmm. actually put this PS and let us read this so that people can identify. Thank you so much, Ian. Appreciate it. Well, I I think a lot of people were thinking what Ian thought about Chapter 6, The Prisoner, is that, is that at that point it was one of the best episodes. Yes. But then once we got to Chapter 7, everyone's rankings might have changed because I know <laughs> mine did. Me chapter too, 7, me too. The, the Reckoning, which was a – I think a lot of people thought it was a, a bonus episode because it came out on a Wednesday the day before we got Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And this episode – you know there are two episodes left this season and with this one it's like everything is starting to come home mandalorian is still out in space he receives a message from grief uh grief is saying that back on navarro things aren't going well the the empire is taking over business is dried up for him so grief wants to 
deal with the Mandalorian and fake out the Imperials because he thinks that they can use the child as bait to draw the Imperials, Werner Herzog's character, out into the open and kill him. Uh, so Mando decides to go all big shot and put together a crew. He calls in Cara Dune. He calls in Queel the Ugnaught. Uh, Queel, we find out, has rebuilt and reprogrammed IG-11. And instead of serving up uh, blistering blaster fire, he's serving up tea and scones. That's right. What a nice yes. guy. I knew he'd come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more Taika is always good. It's true. So they they head back to Navarro. They meet up with uh, with Grief and a few other bounty hunters. They're attacked by Minox, who <laughs> huge Minox, which drag off one of their giant Blurg beasts, and they injure Grief. We get um we get a scene where Baby Yoda uses the Force to heal Grief. Interesting. Uh, and, Interesting yes. there, isn't it? Yeah, also, I, I think this might have been earlier in the episode. We we get a scene where the Mandalorian and Cara Dune are arm wrestling, and Baby Yoda force chokes Cara Dune. Right. Yeah. And, and Lorena was thinking that he's jealous. I don't think he's jealous. I think that he thought that she was putting harm hurting to him. Mando, hurting him. Right. That's that's what I thought. Okay. Uh, and it, yeah, I, it's... It's just crazy the things they're doing with this and that that work. Mm-hmm. But going back to, back to the story, uh, after the little Minoc incident, it's revealed that Grief and the other bounty hunters were going to double cross the Mandalorian, take the child and, and, and cash in basically. But Grief uh, changed his mind once his life was saved through the Force healing. So they come up with a new plan, the, make their way into the cantina to meet with Werner Herzog, who – Again, has a bunch of killer lines. Yeah. I think one of his, you know, he says something like, would you care for some libations as we come to the end of our shared initiative? <laughs> That's great. And then there's a whole deal. They walk in with the, you know, the flying bassinet. The cover is down and he's like, I would like to see the child. They're like, no, he's asleep. And he's like, we will be really quiet. <laughs> such a good, such a good line. We'll keep yeah. it down. Just let me see the we'll goddamn child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but really, Quill is t- on a blurg taking the child back to the ship. They're talking with Werner Herzog when all of a sudden there are explosions. Um, and it turns out that Moff Gideon, who is uh, Giancarlo Esposito, he's finally revealed on the show. He shows up with a bunch of stormtroopers and death troopers. They open fire. They kill Werner Herzog's character before you even learn his name. Um, and outside of town, the, uh, a few scout troopers pick off and kill Queel and take the child. Well, I don't think he's dead. Personally. Okay. Seemingly. Okay. Seemingly leaves him with smoky ass. Yeah. With a smoky ass. And then they take the child with, and a little cool little bust out move by the scout trooper <laughs> scoops up the child, takes off. Here's mm-hmm. my thing. Love the episode. It's one of my favorite episodes so far, and this is two episodes now that the director was what was her name again? Deborah Chow. Deborah Chow. Chow. If we have these kind of episodes lined up for for Kenobi, we are really lucky because she has proven in these two episodes that she can handle any kind of Star Wars uh, situation. Now, I think what's going to happen? I think IG Eleven is going to come out of that Razor Crest, and he's going to save Creel. 
That's what I think is going to happen. Somehow, some way. He'll be the cavalry? Well, he's going to come out and grab him, scoop him up, take him in, heal. We can't force heal him, obviously, but what, try to patch up whatever patch problem. Up yeah. You think he'll get reprogrammed to start shooting up Exactly. He's going to get reprogrammed to go out there and help start, the Mando. Start blasting away? Yes, I think. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. But great episode. It, it was like a greatest hits type of thing in terms of the characters, and it, it worked. Yeah. And this healing thing has become very popular, evidently. Apparently, yeah, it's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Man. They put it in a movie. They sure did. They, yeah, it's a. <laughs> I agree with you guys. I loved it. Uh, yeah, one of my top episodes. I'm happy now that in the second to the last episode, we're actually getting progress, <laughs> which is funny, but whatever. I'll take it whenever I can get it. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, but it's a great episode. The action's great. Seeing everybody come back, you know, that kind of thing. I think Wheels did. I think oh, Wheels did. did. Yeah. I think yeah, very, very yeah. well, maybe. Yeah, and I think uh, IG Eleven's gonna. Yeah, I think he'll come out and save the day, where he's just gonna go on a fucking shooting spree, <laughs> he's gonna just and go annihilate rage. some mofos. Yeah, he's gonna be like, "Well, Master's dead. Mofos gonna die." Papa, Papa. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I love seeing Death Troopers. I was sold that even even if even if the episode wasn't you know great with Death Troopers, makes it amazing. So it just yeah. adds you know what is it. Uh, Adds uh, adds to the episode. They're so fucking awesome, and just how many troopers are outside. I'm like, oh shit! They, they should have so probably put death fucked. troopers in that Tatooine episode. Then that would have helped it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, that would have made it a lot better. <laughs> but uh, yeah, great episode. I love the progress. I love the entrance that uh, was it. Uh, Moth Gideon had on, on the X wing. That was sick. Oh, that cool is X wing. Tie fighter. Oh, tie fighter. My bad. Well, yeah, with the with the wings folding, I I I got that X wing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you that know what? That's a, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really badass. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, that's bitching. Funny watching the episode. I see, I see them scoop up Baby Yoda, everything like that, and I'm like, oh shit, the episode's ending right now. I was like, no, I know, <laughs> no, I gotta wait a whole nother week. What the fuck? Imagine if they yeah, left that so- as a cliffhanger for next season. <laughs> oh, oh no, man. no, no, they'd be right in the streets. So pissed, D- Disney so pissed. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so love the episode. Love the episode. Great. Can't wait till next week. Les, do you think now watching it and you you saw Moth Gideon? Do you think that he is the guy in that last episode that we saw on Tatooine, or that Boba Fett allegedly is? Did you guys look at his outfit and look at his boots, King Tom? So you're thinking he's the one who walked up to. I think that he was Chan's body. Well, he has a boot and he has a black cape. I, I I have to say, I'm sorry to tell you this. I uh, I went to the expert on all things Mandalorian, Mr. Hosburkart, our friend Hosburkart, and he said no. Uh, in his in the episode of uh, Blue Harvest that came out Thursday, he said that he you know compared the sounds and at no point does. Uh, Moff Gideon's character outfit make that noise. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay, that makes me feel better about it. Then that means we have some hope that it's somebody that either Boba Fett or somebody else that we haven't seen. Very cool. Yep. Very very cool. Great episode though, man. Great episode. Yeah. Last two episodes have been great. We've had a one episode that's been eh, and that's it. Not bad for a season so far. I will say. Okay, so before we do this rise of the Skywalker. We are going to have to do a spoiler episode because we're all going on holiday. We have episodes coming out, but we're not going to be able to sit down and break it down spoilery. So this is going to be a spoilery review of what we saw last night and what we saw this morning. Because some of us saw it this morning. If you don't want to be spoiled, I know this is Sunday. If you're a Star Wars fan, you should already goddamn seen it. But you know, there's kids and all that stuff. I get it. On five, four, three, two, one. 
Spoil. All right. King Tom, spoil okay. us. Uh, well, actually, I'm going to spoil you with some dollar signs. Okay. Not, not, from, not from my wallet, but uh, according to Deadline, they just posted an article a little bit ago uh, here with the early box office projections. Oh. It looks like in Thursday previews, The Rise of Skywalker domestically made about $40 million, which puts it in the top five of all Thursday previews ever. Wow. Uh, beating Avengers Infinity, Infinity War. Infinity War. And it's the third best Thursday preview ever for December, which is behind... The Force, Force Awakens, Awakens and The Last Jedi. Wow. Uh, and then and then for Friday, they're saying an estimated $90 million domestically for the day alone, which oh God. Th- their estimate is now for the for its opening weekend between 190 and 195 million dollars. My sweet Lord. And that's domestically. Which, yes. Which is ahead of the 170 to 175 million they were tracking it. Wow. Wow. And that's even with the reviews that haven't been great. That's for sure. Yeah. Review reviews for the movie have been mixed. Response has been mixed. Here's the weird thing. You I go think- on Rotten Tomatoes, which we talk about all the time, and it's not like the end all be all, but Last Jedi, the critic review, I believe when it first came out the first two or three days, it was at like a 94. I mean, it was really critically loved. Mm-hmm. Audience review was at like a 58 or 60. This is complete opposite. This is critically 58%, audience 85 to 87% so far. So very interesting. And I think that does say a lot about the film. And we're going to dive into everything. I think we should just go around and say, you know, what we all thought of it, what some of our favorite moments are. Why don't you go first, Ross? Uh, okay. So let me just tell you. So my experience was we got to see it with the MSW crew and I had Randy on my left, I had Lorraine on my right. And for the first 30 minutes, Randy and I were looking at each other because we were laughing at moments that we weren't supposed to be laughing at. And mm. I was really worried. I was worried about the editing. Mm. I was worried about the dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when they find out that Palpatine's sending a signal, the dialogue was so cheeseball to me because I think Oscar said, it's Palpatine. And somebody <laughs> said, but how? How is that possible? I don't know, but he's been, do- it was just like this back and forth, really weak dialogue mm-hmm. that should have been thought out a little bit more. So the first 30 minutes I was like, Oh my sweet Lord, please get better. Please get better. And it did for me. It got a lot better. And the, the pacing was still all over the place. I had problems with it. And let me say this before I even start critiquing this movie. This is almost an impossible task yeah. to write and direct and to produce something that is not going to meet anybody's expectations because it's the last of the last. It's almost mm-hmm. impossible. And they had one of their major characters pass away. They were put in a box. JJ was put in a box. I think what it was, it was a thank you love letter to us. I think it was what exactly what it was. It wasn't a well-made cinematic film, but it was a lot of fun. It was entertaining and answered questions. And I left smiling. As an entertaining film, I thought it was great. I thought The Last Jedi was produced and directed a little bit better than this, but I'm happy with it. I'm okay with it. I'm not upset like everybody else. It seems like 50% of the fandom is upset of where this thing went, and I was expecting that. But we got fan service up to Wazoo, and I think out of the last 40 years 
of dedicating our lives to this saga, we deserve some fandom. I'm all good with it. I walked out thinking, okay, that's an end of an era. Let's move on to the next thing. So that, that's my bit. And then we'll get into details. But that was my initial reaction. I liked all of it. I'll be honest. I really did. I enjoyed all of it. How dare you? There were some parts <laughs> that obviously were head scratching where you go, wait, what? 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 Really? They did that? Mm. Obviously, there's a lot to explain. And, and I'm going to say this right now. When you're trying to tie together, you know, all of this, like you said, this is an um, almost an impossible task. People, I'm going to say this right now. I think in, uh, in game kind of pulled off the impossible by bringing everything together and alluding to different things and making sure we knew about all that was going on. This is more like, you know, there was so much that was left out. There was so much that, you know, needed to be explained, but still it was fun. Like I had fun. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed it. Some of the things that were, some of the premises that were introduced and brought up that we'll probably never get an answer to now. We'll talk about those in a second. We're yeah. still cool in a way and not <laughs> not inconceivable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't inconceivable that there is a descendant of someone who's very evil. You know, there's plenty of people that are still Absolutely alive not, yeah. in this planet. Why wouldn't he have done that? That are descendants of some very evil people that we have in our uh-huh. own history. Right. They may have changed their name. They may have gone into hiding. But guess what? There are people out there that are blood related to some very terrible people in our life, in our planet's history. So that is something that is not off the table. Is it something that might have needed more explaining? Sure. But guess what? They'd have to do something else completely. They'd have to take Ray and make her make more movies with her in it. And I don't know if if that's coming. No, it's not coming. Not right now. And if that's where things in 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 like pacing and editing and sticking things in there, and then you look up, and every time you look up, wherever Ray's at, Kylo's right there, and they're just smacking (laughs) each other with lightsabers, and you're like, dude, do they just every single time she pops up or he pops up, they're fighting and like fighting, like you know, like someone's gonna supposed to die here, (laughs) like it's. But at the end of the day, it was still fun for me. I still had fun. Great. That's exactly right. So you you were happy with it when you were walking out? I was happy with the experience. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I really, really liked it. I didn't love it. I didn't love it, but I really, really liked it. The first initial feeling that I got was, fuck, this is fast. Yeah. I felt like the, uh, I felt like, yeah, I know you guys will recognize this, the, the Max L the Max L logo, the guy getting blown back oh, in the chair. Yeah, by the speaker. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. That's what yes. I felt like in my chair where I was just like, holy shit. Like I'm, I'm hanging on mm-hmm. to whatever ride I'm going on. And I was like, holy shit, this is quick. But I'm thinking it has to be because they have to seal so many doors, answer right. so many questions. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Go for it. I'm, I'm strapped in. I got my harness on. Let's fucking go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, you balls to the wall. The action was great. The interactions with everybody, everybody being together, the three of them, Chewy with them, BB-8, DO even, you know, Arts or uh, C-3PO. I thought everybody just bounced off and worked with each other so well, and it made everything so nice. Yeah, there, there was some cheesy dialogue, but it made me feel, I guess, closer or put a smile on my face mm-hmm. more so than other times. You know, the action was great. I, I, I do have a couple of issues and a couple of questions, but overall, really, 
really, really liked it. Really liked it. And it, you know, like you were saying, Garage, this is one of the hardest things to end. You know, it could have taken a whole nother three movies, maybe a whole nother oh, yeah. two movies. Yeah. With what they were able to do. And also people forget there's a time crunch. Disney's like, we need a movie. Mm-hmm. Make us a fucking movie and go yeah, for right. it. It's in my top five. It's in my top five. Okay, that's cool. Of, uh, Star Wars movies. So really, really liked it a lot. And it, last, going back to you before King Tom gives us his, when you said the end game thing, this is harder than end game. They pulled mm-hmm. end game off. And Endgame in Marvel, Marvel's been huge, obviously, for the last, I don't know, what, 50 years or whatever. But the films and MCU, it's been 10 years. Yeah. And so this is like decades. This is 40 years. And it's, yeah. and it's not just, it's like yeah. mythology now. And you see how people get so tied up into this and so either pissed off or just excited about what happens here or there. We're nervous about a movie coming out. They could have fucked up Endgame, and they didn't. It was fantastic. Well, uh, but but I think this is even harder than that. Well, that's the point because I know for Endgame it was such a stream. I don't want to say streamlined, but at least a focused MCU from start to finish. Exactly. If you think about it, mm-hmm. that was like such a focused yeah. and well thought out thing. Right. Not that Star Wars isn't, but it's just people are going to hold that candle. You know what I mean? People yeah. are going to look at that and go, well, they were able to do that crap. And, th- and it, you know, and there's a lot of people out there be like, and an MCU is terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just one of those, it's just a daunting, daunting task. Cause like you said, it's just a long sprawling thing. It's, it's as old as I am. Oh yeah. Me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 41. Right. You know what I mean? I was born the year after a new hope came out. Exactly. So, it's crazy that yeah they have to do all that. I mean, and there and there's so much left out. You know, there was nothing alluding to any of the prequels. You know, well, there 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 was at the end. I wouldn't say nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the beginning okay, but, too. But like I don't know if you, I don't know if you picked up on it. Did you hear? Well, we'll talk about that. in a No, second. and and that was the other thing too. And and for me, hanging talking to Noah after and he started saying the names of some of the uh-huh. voices that right. you hear and it, mm-hmm. it kind of crushed me a little because there's a voice there and that means that person is dead as far as the lore and all that stuff goes that's true and i was like that's true no don't tell I me bet, that at that at that point that means they're dead yeah don't tell me that person's mm-hmm. name because now i want to know what happened like yeah well it, we might be so able many to more see, questions yeah might now. we might be able to see what happened uh, but and that is interesting because for the the common folk that goes there and watches this film, they don't know half those voices. No. So it doesn't mm-hmm. affect them as much. Or the metal. They don't pick up on the metal part uh, with Chewie. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. That's a big part that touches you right in the heart when you see him get the metal finally. I wonder how – Like I, I need to talk to Lorena about – she loved it. She watched it. She said it was really good. It was fast. And she agrees. It's almost impossible to fit all these storylines in and try to answer all these questions. So she completely understands. Yeah, you're right, Boo. It was definitely a roller coaster ride in the beginning. When they came out, when they were developing Iron Man before 2008, their idea for this series of movies was at some point in the future, we're going to have a guy with a purple chin named Thanos collect a bunch of rocks, snap, wipe out half a life, and our heroes mm-hmm. are going to have to reverse all that. When George Lucas started Star Wars, he just wanted to make one movie. That's right. And every Absolutely. movie that has happened, that every Star Wars movie we've gotten since then has been made on its own merits and has had to fit in the puzzle of everything that's come before. Mm-hmm. 
you know, George Lucas had notebooks with names in them and ideas, but nothing concrete. Right. Absolutely. Right. So there, there's a, a big difference and that's not to take anything away from the MCU because I love the Marvel movies and they're brilliant, but star Wars is totally different. As for the rise of Skywalker as an end to this saga, I love it. I think it's a great ending, especially those, those final scenes and what that means at, as a movie on its own, I really liked it. I had fun watching it, but I have some problems with yeah. it. <laughs> right. You know, the the pacing, the first two thirds of the movie moved one after one thing after another, after another, after another. And then they go to the planet with Palpatine and everything slows down. I feel like plot wise, some of the MacGuffin stuff, maybe the dagger could have been cut out and you could have used that time to give a few more emotional breaths and also you know i think i think who said some of the things just weren't explained mm-hmm. and i would have liked more explanation especially of some specific things involving palpatine and just other things that were going on and i think you could have done that if you'd gotten rid of one of the MacGuffins. right uh, i feel like some big moments and may, maybe this is a, an unfair comparison because of Endgame, but you know the fleet showing up was like the on your left moment, and oh, absolutely was. Yeah, you know, was. You, you hear Lando's voice and you know it's coming, but it just didn't feel as big because you you go to the shot and the, all the ships are already there, right? So I, I I felt like maybe they could have done that differently. Not only um, that, we got to see that a thousand times in in the previews. And then the ads, yeah, showed on every ad, and that's something else we need to talk about in a little bit. Yeah, the, the previews and ads g- gave away a lot of oh, this movie. Um, there were a few character things, like I felt like Rose was not in the movie. Um, yeah, she wasn't utilized I, well. I thought Finn and Poe should have been a thing. Oh, did you? I did. Okay. Um, just to, you know, the chemistry off of those. The, 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 I mean, Oscar Isaac and John Boyega can have chemistry with a rock yeah they're okay uh but just their characters they've been through so much make them a couple okay you know jj talked all the way back in 2015 oh there will be you will see gay representation in star wars and there was a kiss but let's for a little bit i have to say that was just piss poor it was Let's, it was just putting it in just to put it in. Let's take a rival space franchise. Star Trek takes Mr. Sulu in the new movies and they don't have to do they don't even have to do anything, you know, no kiss or anything. He there's a scene where he gets off yeah. in a, a major mm-hmm. impact. Right. He gets off the Enterprise and he walks to his partner and they take their child and they walk away and you're just like there it is. You know, that had way more for me than what happened here like it was yeah, this yeah. was like a background far away so, it, it, yeah, it was it like was, one of those things where like someone goes hey can you do a kiss real quick yeah and you just take a picture of it yeah and it's like oh they kissed you right, know right, like right, right. it's like uh no yeah they missed and, the boat on that i agree i mean i wouldn't mind that at all if that happened but that's it, not where they wanted to go with it no and then not only that uh back to john boyega and not explaining things He's what's he have to tell Ray? Oh, he has to tell Ray. I'll tell you what he has to tell Ray. He's going to tell Ray that he feels the force. That's yep. exactly what he's trying to tell her. 
He's feeling yeah. the force throughout the entire movie. And he's force sensitive. He's force sensitive. And he wants to tell Ray that. But, but again, he never gets to on film. Mm. We never get to find out how Palpatine came about, really. He came about with what? He was, he was disintegrated and then he rose again or he, the Metachlorians of Palpatine started it? Like, well, tell me, like, what happened? He just fell down the, the shaft. That's why I think he's being suspended. I think he's, he's paralyzed. I, I, I think his legs don't work. And that's why he's being suspended on that device. So, but I think when the, when the thing crashed, there has to be survivors. And he still has loyalists. And, the, and he says, get me out of here. And he goes to somewhere where he knows that he will be not, I, I guess, rejuvenated or, or kind of enveloped in the dark side, which will keep him alive. And then he begins from there. And, he, and we know that he has backup plans to backup plans to backup plans. Yeah, if I die, do this. If this happens, do this. So, yeah, so he's thought about this before. So, the, um, so he, the, everybody thinks he's dead. Backup plan. He says, no, I'm not dead. Come meet me here. We're doing this shit again. And he yeah. comes out with this grandmaster plan, clones, Snokes, all of this. Right. The one question I have about him is his son. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. What the fuck happened there? Yeah, exactly. Explain to me. Did he create that child? Like in the normal way? Ain't nobody banging him. That's what I have a problem that, with. That, I, yeah, but if he was actually Sheev, if he was just the normal Palpatine, that's that that I could work with that. If he's yeah, the but, actual but emperor. That's he wasn't Sheev. No, yeah, no, he wasn't Sheev. He was the emperor and ugly as fuck because that guy was what maybe in his thirties, maybe. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so it would have had to have been after he was uh, old and wrinkly. Oh, but just ugly. just going wow. back, there yeah, there I are guess. two. There are two lines in the movie where mm-hmm. Palpatine says something like, I've died before. So I think he, he was dead. And then um, mm-hmm. the, 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 the Charlie from Lost. Yeah. He has a line. It, it kind of got a laugh where he says something like Sith magic and black sorcery or something like that. That's when I laughed. Okay. He is the visual dictionary came out today. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like, that's a treasure trove of, of information for people who want answers that character i was reading his page he is like a scholar and he was a professor at some university and he's so those books that ray has he has been helping her decipher so even Uh, though you think he's being like oh sith magic and no that's the that's the serious answer so these cultists or whatever are using this magic to bring him back i think that's supposed to be and that's that's the type of thing. Something that's the mistake like, that they make when they don't explain to you what the hell is going right. on. Something like that or having a character, you know, even have just a wistful moment about their life partner who just so happens to be the same sex as them. Things like that you could have had if you had mm-hmm. more breathing room in this yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Well, agree. I think I think it should have been 3 hours. I think it should have been 3 hours. I think they should have just copped out and be like, yeah, it's got to be 3 hours. We got to do this. Yeah. They yeah, no and I agree. I agree instead of the cop outs and things like that and cutting certain things, they could have put uh they could have put the lost guy with Ray reading the books. Yep. They're going over together. They're going, you know, they're deciphering things, you know, they're bouncing ideas off each other. What does this mean? That, right. you know, just a real quick thing. Yeah, it takes one minute. Yeah, they, and there were a few moments yeah, explaining, you know, Palpatine's son. Well, uh, you know, there, there's a few moments where I'm like, well, come on, guys. But the entire time I'm thinking they don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. Literally have to cut all the fat. 
there there was some fat left like you know like the dagger thing was kind of shaky but whatever you know the the dagger having the thing for the for the the hard to know where the that shit is that 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 was shaky as well i was like whatever uh, sure I, it, it, but to be honest that once they land on that planet bathroom time if anybody needs to know and hasn't seen it yet are you the going for a second break. time you don't need you, you you already know who who's on that yeah. planet and all that second they crash go to the bathroom because you come in the perfect time yeah, I, I went to the bathroom and got a refill on my soda in the perfect time for Ray to walk into her her Nexus Degaba oh, you moment. Missed, you missed Vader coming out. <laughs> no, no, you I didn't. didn't. <laughs> well, I also think the so, conversation yeah. that Finn and Jana have on the Falcon about being stormtroopers, I think that's important. Very oh, important. It is. Yeah, very, it is. very important. I'm just trying to think of where yeah, that it is. connects them, but I was like, what, do, what can I miss? I can miss that. And I'm yeah. fine with that, but yeah, but yeah. they but they should have copped out three hours, just bit the bullet and all that. You know, get the negative press. Oh my god, it's three hours. What? Who gives a fuck? There are certain questions that could have been answered easily, but the entire time I'm thinking they have to cut it. They have to cut it two and a half hours. They have to keep the speed going because they got shit to do. I have an idea. I was thought of this on my way home, stuck in traffic. Why wouldn't they split this movie into two, like the Harry Potters? And do and, episode nine and ten. Round it off at ten. Yeah. Give us four and a half hours of Star yeah. Wars into two movies and do it right. And we don't have a movie for three years. Why not make that big ass film split in two and do it right? I I don't know, and that's a great idea. In a sense, uh, I think it was always supposed to be an uh, odd number. I, I don't know. Or was it supposed yeah. to be twelve knocked down to nine? It, I don't know. They were just they were just married to the trilogy's idea. And yes. the, Kathleen Kathleen Kennedy d- did an interview with the L.A. Times that came out last Sunday that was really good. And they were kind of talking about the future. She says there were you know they they are coming up with a plan. They're going to announce it soon. One of the things they're going to do is not do trilogies anymore. And yep. like Garage says, why start in the future? Why not do this now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about but, how Rose got robbed? Yeah. You know, Rose was dragged along in The, Ra- the Last Jedi, but she was part of it. Now she was a huge getting, part of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And now all of a sudden she just gets, you just sit over here now. Well, I just think it's because what King Tom said, there's no time. There's no yeah. time to get into all these new characters that we see. Look at Charlie from Lost. Like, we didn't know fucking shit about that dude, right? No, nothing. Nothing at all. And then all of a sudden you're just, yeah. Yeah, and no, Rose like, got, like she got screwed. Said, you're just strapped in. And wherever this runaway train is going, you're just going to, and that's it. You're just just going with it. Yeah, they didn't do enough for for Kylo Ren. I think it was just too quick. You know what I mean? Like it's, this podcast right now is like kind of like the movie. We're all over the place. But what yes. would you guys think about the, uh, the Bendemption? Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> I love the Bendemption because you know how I was for the last two years. I was like, there's no way. That this dude is going to be redeemed. Yes. There's no way in hell, in my eyes, he'll be redeemed. But those fuckers, this is, was genius. This is genius. Because J.J. Abrams and Terrio made it seem like that never happened. Because they replayed the entire conversation. They mirrored it. Hey, kid. I miss you, son. So does dead. Yeah. Kylo Ren is dead. My son is alive. You're just a memory. Your memory. Tomorrow. It's too late. She's gone. 
mother's gone. But what she stood for and what she fought for, that's not gone. And I do what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. That bridge conversation was mirrored in this film, and Kylo did the right thing this time. It felt like it was never done. It was he was never killed. Uh, yeah. And I felt true. so great about that. To me, I was like, this is the only way possible that he could be redeemed, and they yeah. pulled it off, dude. I'll give him major kudos on and that. And then the distraction by Leia reaching out with her final shot, her final power of the Force. Yeah, it was really cool. And then him getting Mom's lightsaber. Did I want Ben redeemed? No. Was I okay with it? Yes, because I knew he was going to die. I knew yeah, he had I, to yeah. die. Yeah. Was it, was it touching? Was Did it make him seem from this, this murderous psychopath into this in pain, not little boy, but this in pain man where he's just so sad about what he's done, what he's doing and everything. He's so lost. Yeah, no, I, I did like it. But the entire time, I'm like, he's got to die. He has to die. Mm-hmm. The mofo's got to go. I think it was a full redemption. No. Yeah. No. no I mean, I, at the end of the day, he still killed millions of people. That's that's the problem I have with the redemption. Is that either a redemption is, hey guys, I apologize. Can we have a hug? Right. No. Right. If people would be like, somebody, somebody's gonna fucking shoot him instantly. You killed my entire family or my entire planet. Bam. And he's same thing gone. with Va- same no thing with Vader. What. Same thing with Vader in the original Dang. trilogy. He was exactly. redeemed in a way, but you you can't fully come back. And it's and it's not redemption. It is not repayment or whatever or or payback or something. But it's I am sacrificing myself yeah, for what rep- I have done. It's repentance, is what it is. That's the yeah. word I'm looking for. Repentance, yeah. Yeah. not redemption. Repentance. That's yeah. the word that should be around that people need uh, he has repented and i'm fine with that is he redeemed not at all i just felt better about him as a character and then going back to kylo ren this is the best adam driver i have ever seen this was fantastic because you see him in that first scene when he is just laying down mofos on mustafar mm-hmm. that was incredible to go to that, that when he's talking to han mm-hmm. to the interactions that he has with with uh Ray at the end, everything fantastic acting. That guy's going to win an Oscar one day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Scorsese said that he's the best actor of our generation right now. He hasn't even worked with him yet. Wow. No, he's, he's, well, he's, he's not he's amazing. He's not going to because he doesn't like blockbuster movies, so it's fine. <laughs> well, I don't think you'll see Adam Driver in a, in a blockbuster film for a long time. And there's still so much more that was just smattered in there. They turn Hux into this. I mean, good for him to be the mole. I saw that. Everybody saw that coming, correct? Yeah. I, I didn't see that coming. In all oh, honesty, didn't, I really? didn't. I didn't oh, see I that coming. And then when you see it, you're like, wow. But then you see the reason, and it's like, I just need Kylo to Well, he, he's always hated him. Yeah, but it's like. Yeah. Richard how, E. Grant, how, by the way, fantastic. Yes, but how yeah. petty do you need to turn him into? It's just petty. Like, it's always well, been he, petty. He, but Kylo messed with him, man. That's true. But like, physically, too. But there's, I mean. Even when Vader and Tarkin were rivals, you know, it's it was I don't think it ever got to that level, you know, where where Tarkin is. And people are having an issue with that. And my my answer is that they don't have time to create new characters or new reasons. If uh, Legion Admiral Pride was the mole, why is he the mole? You don't have time to explain that. 
Why is Hugs the mole? Because he hates Kylo. Done. Moving on. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Bullet point that makes sense. It fits. He's the mole. Perfect. Keep on going. Well, it was you just know, like I, they had this the exact same storyline in Rebels, by the way. I mean, they, really? they had the exact same story. Correct, King Tom? In Rebels. For the first season. For the first Agent season. Callus. Yeah, Agent yeah. Callus. Then he used the mole. Then he helps give clues. His his reason is is a bit different. He's not driven out of spite or hate. No, no, it's no, no, more no. Of, it's it's an honor. Thing. It was a moral thing. It's a morality thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But you know what? I think they did a great job with Richard E. Grant when they they pan to him talking to the emperor. Yes. And his allegiance to the old, you know, regime. Yeah. Which right there, just that little sentence gave us his whole character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. And that that was one of the few moments. That was a, f- a moment that they took a second to slow it down, give us a character yes. thing, and it, yes. and it worked. Mm-hmm. And also, I liked how Hux went out like a bitch. Yeah, it was, he did. Oh, it was great. Yeah, That's, I was like, fuck yeah. Done. Fuck him. He's gone. Yeah. I'm just going all over the place. But where do we think about the Raylo scene? Yeah. Can Can I start on this? Hold yeah, on. Yeah. Go ahead. Start on this. Well, please Everything- first put your DM out there before you start this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please help you. At, yes, at, you can have me at the Sith list booth. That's fine. Just do it between the times of six and nine, because that's when I'm at work and I'm actually <laughs> have Chancellor. So that, at that point in time, everything was fine. Their connection, their dyad of the Force, all that, how they felt about each other, everything, how they're able to connect with each other through the Force. That's all fine. I dig it. Even the embrace that they have in the end. Kylo fix or uh, uh, bringing Ray back to life. The way they look at each other. The smile. Ben laughs. Everything. I do not need that kiss. That didn't need to happen. That felt like such bullshit. It felt <laughs> so fake. They can hug. And then Ben dies in Ray's arms. No kiss. Just a hug. Oh, just an man. embrace where they feel the connection to each other. They, they're the only ones who know truly about each other, but they're the only ones who actually care about each other. And then he dies. So you rather have him, you rather have him die. And then maybe her kiss him on the forehead or no, something. No, absolutely no, not. No, 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 lip, no lip connection. No, wow, really? I understand. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. A hug and dies. Huh. They, he can smile and laugh and be happy for five seconds before he fucking kicks the bucket, but no kiss at all. The kiss really bothered me. I was like, That's I wonder why. Not, what, so I'm why? Not, why did it bother you? I felt that it was unnecessary. You thought it was forced. I felt that it was forced, and I I think it was just a another cop out. I thought I thought the LGBT kiss at the end and that kiss I felt were just yeah, just put them in there, put them in there to make people happy. Yeah, go for it. Does it mean anything? No. Right. Is it for anything? No. And I hated it. Hated it. Did not need the kiss. That's that's one of the only big problems I have with the movie. That's interesting. Now, if when you go back to see The Last Jedi, you can tell there's some kind of tension there. Because sure, Ray, yeah. when he has a shirt off and Ray's looking at him and then kind of says, can you put something on? She's never seen a shirtless guy before. There's not much there. I, I understand their connection force-wise and knowing about each other and feeling alone. And I, I think they loved each other. I honestly think they loved each other. They did love each other, but not in a physical form. Physical, but they did feel love for each other. But have you seen the his old, pecs, dude? His pecs are amazing. The guy, he's got a 12-pack. Yeah, he's like oddly like a refrigerator. He's not like big, but he's... Man, he's a mean marine. What are you talking about? He is a marine. Oh, I, you know, he is a marine. Yeah, don't, don't, don't hate on... <laughs> I'm not hate. I think I'm not... <laughs> I'm just I'm just talking about how the man looks. I'm not hating. Yeah. 
<laughs> Raylo is is a deep connection, but it's not necessarily something that's always romantic because these are two very isolated people yes. who have something common in and amongst themselves. And if anything, that's their first connection. And yes, there there is flirtation here and there, but he constantly lets her down. Throughout The Last Jedi, he is given opportunity after opportunity to do the right thing. And he only does it once, which is when he bisects Snoke. Every other time, she asks him to come with her. She asks him to turn to the light, and he says no. He goes on to say he's going to kill her. He's going to kill all of her friends. Mm-hmm. That's what he tells Luke. So, But they still have that connection. They still seek each other out. He still wants her to turn to the dark. She still wants him to turn to the light. And I think finally at the end, they were able to get past all that and they were able to end up on the same side. And this movie was full of a bunch of things that if I were to read on paper before seeing the movie, and this goes all the way back to first hearing the emperor in the trailer. If I were to see these things on paper, I would have said that that's a horrible idea. (laughs) Yeah. But seeing them in the movie, I was fine with them. And that's the thing. I, you know, that's how I feel about them as a thing. For as much as I feel that, I was fine with a kiss. Yeah, me too. They got all that other stuff past them. Right. I agree. What did you guys think about the end? Now, and and Kathleen Kennedy, in that same conversation that she had, that you, the the article that you read, I believe said that this isn't necessarily the last we hear about or see the Skywalker lineage. So when she was putting away the lightsabers and it dug down i was like oh there it is there it is right there there it is this thing's gonna pop out sometimes somebody's gonna find this thing or it's going to rise again mm-hmm. and lead it to somebody but then when she said at the end skywalker and she saw leia and she saw luke she, she ben should have been there too by the way i don't know why ben wasn't fucking there yeah. when she saw when she saw them i was like okay well she's gonna be in tatooine she's gonna go to smash town and there's gonna be kids you know what I mean? I think one of the criticisms I've seen of this movie, and this isn't something that I, I, I'm a huge fan of, but I think I'm, I've resigned myself to, is Ray Palpatine, where the idea of her being no one was a lot better and more inspiring. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that, but I'm, I'm reconciled with it because I think that mirroring Kylo, having all of that shit in your background having that pull to the dark and yet still choosing to do the right thing, choosing your family. That's the important thing. And she's choosing the Skywalker name. I love that. I loved her lightsaber. Oh, it's badass. And yeah, where Kathleen said, we're going to see more of these people. I want to see more of them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think mm-hmm. when she looked at Luke and Leia, she thought these two are my parents. Yeah. These, 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 this is my family. And yeah. No, from here on out. The thing that I liked about that a lot is I compared it to Han Solo when somebody asked him, what's his name? And he's like, well, fuck it. I'm alone. So I'm going to go with being alone. I'm Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And Ray is like, I don't want to be alone anymore. Oh, yeah, I have a connection to some people and I'm going to I'm going to ride with that connection. And she's like, fuck, yeah, I'm a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. She's proud of it. And she should be. Yeah, that was beautiful. And, and Johnny, she's not a Skywalker. That doesn't count. She chose yeah. Skywalker. I don't have to yeah. kiss his hand. Yes, thank God. Jiminy Crickets. If he ever says something about that, no, absolutely not. She chose it. Doesn't count. That's right. It does not count, Johnny. I'm not kissing your hand. That last scene, by the way, with the twin sons was beautiful. And did you notice that they, when BB-8 was rolling up right on it, it, it formed a BB-8 shape? Yeah, I yeah, love that. That was pretty yeah, rad. That's cool. It was really cool. So some of the fan service stuff, 
King Tom. The wedge was fantastic to see. Yeah, it was. I, I'll be honest. I, ex- I thought there'd be more in the way of cameos. Mm-hmm, me too. And like, I loved the Jedi voices. I would have liked to have seen them too. Because Dude, I know. I know. You know, it's a huge time. disappointment. You, but they don't have the time. Listen, I had it in my head. We talked about this, I think, or I talked about it, I think, driving with you, King Tom, one day. I said, one on my show notes, because we were supposed to record the night before. One of my, on my show notes, it says, are we going to have an end game assemble moment? I thought that when she at, is at her last breath, that uh-huh. you're going to, she's going to stand up and you're going to hear the voices and they're going to be surrounding her as force ghosts. You're going to see Qui-Gon. You're going to see Luke and Leia and, and Ahsoka. You know, you're going to see all of them around her, not helping her fight, but giving her that extra boost. I thought that would have been rad. I thought what they were going to do in the original version of Return of the Jedi, when the Emperor shoots Luke with the Force lightning, at first it's blocked by these little visions of Yoda and Obi-Wan. Oh. <sighs> That's crazy. Like it, it bounces off Luke and you see vision. And I thought they were going to do something like that. Like have Sheev do the lightning, but Kitty Mundi, you know, Adi right. Gallia right. and Qui-Gon Jinn. You see all these little visions of them. I, yeah. Either that or something like what you're saying. I, I definitely wanted to see Hayden. Where to sure. God, I thought I were going to see Hayden. Yeah. They they use Freddie Pridens Jr., which I was impressed. Yes. They sure did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they yeah. Uh, so we, the voices that we heard. Be with me. These are your final steps, Ray. Rise and take them. Ray. 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 Bring back the balance, Ray, as I did. In the night, find the light, Ray. Do you know? Do we have a list of all of them or no? It's in the credits. Isla Secura, Ahsoka, Anakin, Qui Gon. I think you got both versions of Obi Wan, Yoda, and there were a few others. Yeah. And the last one to talk to her was Luke. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. God, mm-hmm. Freddie Prince Jr. got that phone call. I was like, Oh hell yes! Are you yeah. kidding? Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Now she said that there's not going to be any trilogy stories, or they're going to stay away from that. I think that's a huge mistake, man. I, I think one-offs aren't going to be one-offs should be what we're getting with the series, really. You know what see, I mean? See, but uh, going back to what you guys are talking about about doing a tenth episode, in my eyes, they wanted to finish this. They wanted it done. They were they not over it, but they're like, we have to, we have to be done. To we have on. to move on. You know, this is this is literally it had the chance to kill Star Wars. So they're like, put the final nail in the coffin, put the box in the ground. And we're moving on to new new shit. We got to move on. So the, and then I think doing the the singular movies or maybe just two movies or something like that, um, I think is the right play. I think is the right play for at least a little while because people aren't getting burnt out. But you have to change the the pacing. You have to change the idea because you know, you go into Rogue One. This is one movie. All right, that's a great movie. Great, know, but, thanks but, guys. 
Yeah, but boo, we need to fall in love with characters again. We need to fall in love with storyline again, and we can't we do did. that with we, one movie. Yeah, but you fell in love with, with Cassian, and he's getting a TV show. Right, right. We fell in love with Cassian, but it wasn't the same connection. And we're getting a TV show because the development of the character was not enough for a sequel. There. Yeah, right. there's not enough for well, a that sequel. Too. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. But we need something on the big screen that makes us want to go back every two years and see these characters. Like, they hit it on the nail with Ray and Finn. Like, Ray, you want to know who she was. You want to know what this scavenger is going to become. And then my idea, I just hit me in the head, is how crazy would it have been if we didn't know Palpatine was going to be in this, but the cliffhanger for this one, the split from 9 to 10, at the end would have been Palpatine coming back and telling her that I'm your I'm your grandfather kind of thing. But people yeah. would shit on it, saying that he's copying Empire. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. Sure. People are going to so, shit yeah, on so it that, either way. No, yeah, no matter what, they're going to shit on it. And that's why I think they felt it, like, we got to finish it. That's why they told J.J., you have all these questions to answer, answer them all, or as 90% of them, and make this entire movie in two years. And he's like, okay, fine, but it's going to be a million miles an hour. And they said, all right, that's what it has to be. That's what it has to be. What was your guys' most emotional moment? Anybody tear up? Anything oh. like that? Yeah, that's really interesting you said that because every I read a bunch of people on the premiere night saying that they teared up for half the movie. I didn't get any no. sense of crying except for one part. And that mm. part, that part was when Chewie got me emotional too. with Leia. I almost lost my shit. What I looked at Randy, and Randy looked up? at me, and Randy goes, "No, no, 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 don't look at me." And I so I looked, I looked down. He was getting emotional too. Oh, when he mourned Leia. Yeah, because yeah, we're mourning yeah. Carrie too. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. yes. That was so much. I was, I, yeah, I was. I think the second time a tear actually fell. The second time I saw it, a tear actually fell, oh, and I was really? like. Wow. And then the thing that got me is the fact that he's sad. He drops to his knees. Oh, Everybody God. that he's known his entire, well, not his entire life, but yeah, the most that. crucial part of his life. That's true. But yeah, he wanted to kill him at one point. But <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, Leia, and then he drops to his knees and then you see Poe going to console him and he just brushes him off out of just mm-hmm. pure, yeah. just sad anger. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, somebody give him a fucking hug. Everyone. Like, yeah, when he's been yeah. with is gone now. He's gone. Last. Oh, Lando's man. I was there, like, but it's like, uh, he's also lost his waistline. Chewie's gained some weight. Oh, now. yeah. He looks a little, Chewie looks a little pudgy he's, around the uh, midsection there, he's not man. In, yeah, he's not in prison yeah, anymore, right? You know, he could actually eat. Yeah, yeah he's eating a lot yes, of pork, I guess. Sorry, Brittany. He's yeah. just chowing down on Damn pork. Damn right. Damn right. And then something else that didn't get me the first time was at the end with the, you know, Finn, uh, Poe, and Ray's embrace. When they all see that they're all alive, they hug each other, yeah. there's tears. That got me the second time. Oh, really? It didn't hit me at first. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's yeah, interesting I'm- is one of the first pictures that we ever see JJ put out on Twitter was the very last shot of the film. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. King Tom and Les, what were your guys' uh, uh, most emotional moments? The chewy thing, um, the end, after you know Ray came back to life, and I, I was a weepy mess. But definitely the chewy thing. And there might have been a few others here and there. I generally get emotional during so Star I. Wars movies. Yeah. Oh, and then and then Chewie getting getting the award finally. That got me. Oh, yeah. That got me. I, yeah. I, I I didn't tear up, but I was like, oh, he finally gets one. Oh, that was so cool. Fuck yeah. I, I th- you know, this trilogy, we talked about this last night on this podcasting, they really missed the boat on R2. R2 was not a player at all in this trilogy at all. Like, I will say, 
as much as I'm not a huge Anthony Daniels fan, he at parts stole the show. He was he really mm-hmm. good and he was funny. He did. Really funny. C3PO is fantastic. And all those theories about him kicking ass and shooting and going nuts, there's all yeah. bullshit. All, all gone, bullshit. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. I didn't really have any emotional, like. You're dead inside. You heartless. Bastard. No, I didn't really have any, you know, moments where I got teary eyed or wanted to cry or anything, but I, I mean, I had more like, what? And then more, I was more awed than mm. anything. I wasn't, you know, hit in the feels feels. I was just more like, wow, you know, it it was like a, just looking at how epic some of the things that they were doing were. So, yeah, I I mean, the metal was pretty cool. The Leia thing obviously should have been a moment. But, yeah, I like how she didn't go until Ben went with her. Like she was holding on until. Yes. Ben yes, that's right. And so very lost moment there, by the way. Good job, JJ. She was, favorite. She was waiting around. Yeah, she was waiting around. Favorite moments or favorite moment. I I had a lot of them, but I I kind of went crazy for when at the very beginning Palpatine goes the dark side of the Force pathway. <laughs> the the line straight from Ep- from Revenge of the Sith. I I loved that, and that was to set up to tell you how he came about. Yeah, in my opinion, right. Yeah. yeah. Some people mm-hmm. laughed about it. I was like, no, he's telling telling you the audience this what's is going on. on. What's going on? This is what happened. Yeah, right. no, that was I mean, cool. I there there's a ton of stuff I loved in the movie. Yeah. So me too. I I could, but that's just one Stands thing. Yeah. One thing that yeah. I didn't I wasn't impressed with at all was the lightsaber play. Like really? When, well, when you go back and you watch like how amazing the lightsaber plays in the original I, trilogy, gonna, I, 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 you can't ahead, do Arash. that though. No, no, no. Listen, it, Ara- I agree with Raj because it, is it was it was more like before you know in Force Awakens she like pulled out some legitimate moves. You know what I mean? Like she figured it out. She feel she felt the force and she pulled out a couple of very legitimate moves on Kylo. He's always been a brutal hack and slash. Yeah, that's guy. true. That's true. She turned into that. You could see, and I guess that would be the dark side tugging to her. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because it yeah. just turned into legit, just full-blown, full hack swings. Just chop swings, and I was like, Haymakers. they're not really, they're just trying to take each other out, man. It was just like two-handers and just full-on, just, and you're like, oh, man, there's not much going on here as far as like the actual hand movements and Right, all that kind of. And stuff. King Tom, I, you know what I just thought of, King Tom? I, what's the, that? The whole Finn thing with the Force. Now it totally makes sense how he could wield that lightsaber with such ease in, mm-hmm. in, in Force Awakens against Kylo. Even Kylo beats his ass, but he still, yeah. he still gave him a fight. Right. Yeah, and I think the not to take anything away from the actors. Because they, they, I, I did like the lightsaber fights in this movie, but they felt more about the environments than the characters going up against each other. Because the first bunch, it was yeah. they were all part of the uh, the, the flashes, and then the second or, or the the big one on the Death Star, it felt like it was all about the waves and the water and the environment. Yeah. So, like, I liked the lightsaber fights, but I don't know that they stood out. Because so much attention was on the environments. Yeah, that's a good point. The environments were beautiful. I mean, it, it looked yeah. amazing. And even in Phantom, um, Phantom Menace, even in um, the Force Awakens, it was very Kill Billish. 
if you noticed, mm-hmm. uh, right? Yeah. yeah. With the snow and the, the it was beautiful, just beautiful. So that's a good point. The environment really took the attention away from the lights. Center stage. Yeah. Which maybe that's exactly what they wanted because they didn't have the the technical aspects as much mm-hmm. as they did in in uh, the original trilogy, the, the, first, the I, sequel trilogy. I will say this. I love Pretty how cool. they've been able to expand their grasp of the Force and do other things. Kylo did not have a lightsaber or weapon oh, of any type. So cool. Bruce Lee shit right there. While the Knights of Ren were beating the hell out of him in his connection with Rey, she was able to actually transfer a weapon to him. Like, that's... That was pretty cool. No, you know, no little no, he, no he pass alley to like, LeBron. She just leaned back and handed it to him. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, the they're, I don't want to say mastery because people are like, they don't have enough training. But you know what? That was the other thing. Actually, that was my favorite part. So, was, the, uh, was the transfer? No, was Luke had been training Leia. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. that they cool. had been going yeah. at it, dude. That means in there after Jedi was after the whole thing is done, she goes, I can feel the force. I need to train with you. And big brother you know, and she brother, was a badass, dude. And they were going she was, at it. She dude. beat him. She beat and him. And she yeah. was beating him and yeah. she was doing her thing. And I was like, Now that's pretty cool. And it is not inconceivable that they would do yeah. that. Right. So I don't want anybody going, well, that's no, 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 no. That, that was, was rad. awesome as hell. And why <laughs> and, the hell not? And it reminded me of the cover of Splinter, Splinter of My, Mind's Eye. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. For some, for some reason, that reminded me of the cover of that book when they were both in that, in that kind of uh, environment. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. It was awesome. I, I was not expecting that either, especially when they said that, that was a CGI Leia, right? But I heard yeah. I, that was Billy Lord in, in that mask, I heard. Um, but I think it was a CGI on top of Billy Lord's face, obviously. And they said they weren't really going to do that, which they did it twice. They did that scene mm-hmm. and then they did the scene with the uh, Force Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd you guys think and about then, the and, Knights? Of- and, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And then it, it gives credence to the whole Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins move right. in The Last Jedi. I just and I was like, like okay. I was like, okay, I get that, and and now you know why Ray has had more training because she's actually has a master and somebody who is a Jedi can actually show her things and teach mm-hmm. her stuff. So yeah, so I I think it was good and it added a lot. Yeah. When all the ships assembled, I was hoping that we'd see Leia just cross over to the left, like Mary Poppins did. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Take out a bunch That's of star funny. destroyers. One thing I thought they missed out on the way they did it, I didn't like at all. It was the Knights of Ren. The, the scene with Kylo and the Knights of Ren was badass. I like that scene. But the Knights of Ren following around and then that shot of them, that, that pan out drone shot for no reason of them just looking around. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I thought it was, it didn't fit both times. One, there was, they were in a cave and it was a quick cut and it didn't make any sense. And then the other one was when they were on top in the desert, that whole shot was really just odd and not placed well. And I thought that we really didn't get to see them in their full potential. You know, those badasses that we've been talking about for five years. Yeah, I felt they could have been more, but I don't know how you d- you do that in the third movie and make them still badasses. Yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah. Don't have they missed the boat. It, you know? Yeah, they missed the boat. What was one of your favorite moments? Anything with the Falcon. The Falcon mm. was flexed the fuck out in this movie. I mean, it was essential. It was important at times. It was like Lando and Chewie's flag to to the galaxy. Come with us. Follow the Falcon. 
kind of thing. And I was like, fuck you, follow the Falcon. <laughs> it looked great, piloted great. Oh, um, it was, it was, it was, and, and she's a, she's a tough son of a bitch. God damn, I mm-hmm. love that ship. That ship is the shit. So anything with the Falcon, but my top moment is when Palpatine is all souped up. We got Super Palpatine sitting there in the chair, and oh. he shoots up the Force lightning to fuck with all the oh, all the resistance yeah, ships. That was crazy. All I hear, all I heard in my head was truly unlimited power. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh that's that just that. I'm just that was my Captain America getting uh, Mjolnir. Mm. That <laughs> was that moment where I'm just like, oh, oh my, just complete nerdgasm. Where I'm just like, oh my god. So that, yeah, that, those, I, I, that, that that was my moment. Yeah, I got mine. I just it just popped in my head the scene where Luke raises the his X wing. Mm. That callback and to smiles. Yeah, that was yeah. fantastic. But seeing her in the cockpit and being her being called Red Five, and having mm. that helmet on. Oh God, it was mm. fucking rad, dude. It was so good. Loved it. So wait. Oh, you guys hear that? Uh, let's hope somebody's knocking on our door. Hold on for a second. Let's see who this is. Brittany Brown, how the hell are you? Hey, how's it going, Brittany? How you doing? Hi, Wes. Good. Hi, King Tom. Hi, Brittany. How are you? Good. How are you? All right. Now, Brittany is coming by to drop some knowledge on us. Brittany, what'd you think about the uh, the, the movie? I really liked it. I mean, oh, cool. I don't know if I love it yet, but I really liked it. Okay, great. And you, you saw it twice too, right? You saw it with Boo yeah. again today. And how did Rusty like it? He did, but he didn't want to see it again with us today. He oh got God, some Rusty. brand new golf clubs, so he wanted oh, to do well, that more than see it. That makes that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Eighteen holes pull me away too. I think. Right. <laughs> well, I'm, gl- I'm glad you liked it. That's awesome. How was it last night? Or not? Yeah, that last night was seeing with everyone. How that? Yeah, go? it was. It was great. It was a lot of fun and going back and recording when now this podcasting was cool. Seeing Noah, being there with Noah was great. Corey didn't show up. He had the flu, so he didn't come. He didn't fly down. <laughs> he, he ate the ticket, but Noah flew down, and then he went back home five in the morning but it was a it was a good time so he didn't fly down because he was sick yeah yeah <laughs> that's I the know. most cory thing uh, it's, yeah that's to what we said. ever happened that's exactly what i said so Brittany, what was your favorite moment i don't know i i really liked ray's arc and i like that we saw how dark she got in this film like after she killed chewbacca she just immediately or she thought she killed chewbacca she went down hill yeah, and did. it was an interesting journey seeing that all the way from her going to Octu being like, nope, I'm done. And then Luke coming to her, slapping some sense into her. Yeah. I don't know. I also think Kylo's arc was something so special, too. And I know that's very controversial, but it's something that I'm growing, bless you, growing to love. No, I am, too. I, I didn't think I was going to like Kylo's arc as much as I ended up liking it. Uh, and and I, yeah. like I was telling these guys, I, I didn't think I, he'd ever be redeemed in my head, hundred percent. He's not a hundred percent redeemed, but I feel much better about his character because of the Han thing. So yeah, I really yeah. like what they did with it. I, I really do. There was you know, there's obviously some cheesy points, and in the first thirty minutes, it was all over the place. But I really enjoyed it. I love the ending, and I love how they set it up where we can still get Skywalker lineage. You know, as much as Skywalker lineage as it is really Palpatine lineage, but. We can still get something and, and a tie to yeah. Tatooine and, and characters and all that stuff. It was very predictable, though. That's my only thing that I feel like I was looking at Carlos half the time and telling him, oh, I bet this is going to happen. And it happened. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not usually like this. It it definitely isn't my favorite, but it has some of my favorite moments. And it was something yeah. as the second viewing I saw, 
you know, when Kylo was talking to Han and he couldn't get his words out and Han says, I know mm -hmm. because he knows he's about to say, I love you. Yeah. Like, oh, you that didn't was get that the first time? Things. No, oh, I didn't. My dad yeah. was telling me that. He was yeah. telling because he's not really into Star Wars. And he's like, that was the moment where I'm like, this is a good movie. Right. So, right. That was a really cool scene. That was uh, really cool. And then, then, yeah, that was a little emotional when he said, yeah, he said, I know. You didn't get that last? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you got that. Uh, it's interesting that Han in the afterlife grew his hair out a little bit and has little like style. You know what I mean? He like a little wavy grays. And he has and, a little aftershave too. Yeah, little aftershave. I like it. <laughs> yeah, he's letting his five o'clock shadow go a little bit in the afterlife. Very cool. Very yeah. Cool. But uh, okay, so out of ten, what was your rating on this thing? I'd give it an eight. Okay. Okay, we'll take it. We'll take an eight. Eight's good. Eight's eighty percent to B. Mm hmm. Cool. And thanks for letting Boo use your the, the uh, cancel bite layer. Oh, anytime. Thank you so much for dropping by and uh, loved your takes. And uh, happy holidays, Brittany. You as well. Amazon. What? Every, you know what? We're busy tonight. Let's, uh, I feel like a three's company coming up on our door. Hey, Eric. You know what, guys? Eric Struthers actually showed up and he is going to drop his Rise of Skywalker review on us and tell us what he thought about it. So uh, drop some knowledge on us, Eric. What's up, guys? It's Eric. I sure hated to miss recording with everybody. Uh, my house has been one of sickness and doom these last few days. First, it was me. Then I finally started feeling better. And then it was my wife and my son. So while everybody else was recording the show, I was hanging out with my little girl and keeping her occupied so the other two could sleep. So, party time. So anyway, The Rise of Skywalker. I went to see it twice in a row uh, on Thursday at 6.30 in IMAX and then again at 10.15 in IMAX 3D with my buddy Metsy. And I gotta tell you, I loved it. Here's the deal. It's certainly not without its problems, you know? I mean, personally, I feel like it's a bit of a hot mess the the pacing is so fast and they're throwing everything at you and some of the stuff seems pretty shoehorned in but here's how it, it made me feel like it did when i was a kid and i know that my kids especially well no i mean both of them the, will be floored by this movie they're gonna love it and you know i i was drawn to star wars when i was a kid and I feel like this would have appealed to my four-year-old self in a huge way. And to be able to experience it now at much older than four, you know how to do math, it, it really means a lot. So here's the deal, and I'll make it quick. I laughed a bunch. I was on the edge of my seat a bunch. I cried a couple of times. And at the end, I was smiling like an idiot. And I think that that was probably a pretty common sentiment in the theater. So what did I like? All the humor. Very well done. Didn't take me out of the movie. Cracked me up. It was, uh, I think, spot on for the thing. Star Wars is supposed to be fun, and it was fun in a very ridiculous fashion. The cinematography was breathtaking i hate using that word because it's so easy to overuse it but i really truly mean it the special effect rendering was fantastic i really liked palpatine's lair and the getting in and out of it 
the approach of Kylo Ren and Rey both walking into that. Tremendous. The, the acting by Adam Driver was phenomenal. That dude just crushed it in the entire trilogy, but especially in this movie. And one of the things that really stuck out to me as a major win, I guess, is the scene that his dad or the memory of his dad confronts him and how both of them played that off, Harrison and Adam Driver. I mean, how many times have any of us replayed an instant from our lives in our mind thinking, oh, if only I would have said this or if I would have said this instead, that could have changed everything. And you torture yourself with it forever. I mean, there's several circumstances, but obviously none as bad as what he did in The Force Awakens. But nonetheless, where I let it affect me still today and for him to be able to reach a resolution and to give us the resolution was a nice touch. When he calls Han dad, that, oh, that was something. And throwing the saber away. I wish I had gone in more spoiler-free. I knew a little bit more than I wish I had. And I wasn't sure how I would feel at the end. But yeah, definitely the spoilers. I wish I would have gone in completely blind. Not that, I mean, I definitely enjoyed the movie. But some of the stuff I really would have liked to experience with everybody else. Like Chewbacca. I knew that he was going to be okay. And would have been totally freaked out been more fun I, you know no but it would have been neat to to experience with everybody else so the only thing really that i would give as a minus to this is i'm not sure how hip i am to ray being a palpatine i mean i'm over it and I see how it f- makes the story move and all that. But I don't buy for a second that they had that plan from the beginning. And I like when I hear people talk about the faces she was making and her lightsaber style I, in The Force Awakens. I really feel like that's a happy coincidence. They, I don't think that that was their shot from the beginning. The idea that she was nobody and came from nothing appealed to me just because you know the idea that anybody can achieve greatness and be destined for greatness without the benefit of a bloodline is a a neat thing to think about but i understand that she's supposed to be fighting her what she feels is her innate nature and maybe they couldn't have done it without that i don't know but palpatine's whole thing pretty creepy it uh i don't know i'm a little bit concerned about how my kids might take that whole arena and all that and the creepy chanting and palpatine's weird eyes and and all that bit and his gross hands but i definitely definitely dug it ray's new lightsaber at the end totally rad uh, the burying of the other lightsabers at the homestead. Uh, I found that to be a, a curious choice, but whatever. What are you going to do? 
the whole Ray Skywalker at the end. I sort of saw it coming. I think a lot of us did. And I'm cool with that too. I, 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 I am. I'm cool with it. So to wrap this all up, I would say love the movie. Loved how it made me feel. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. Is it the best movie ever made? No. But will I watch it a bunch of times? Of course I will. Because it felt good. It feels good for me anyway to see it. And I get it if people don't dig it. I totally understand. Me personally, I love it. And I think part of it is, and this isn't a like a, a blind thing, but it's because I choose to love it. I figure out what it is I I enjoy about it and and focus on it. And let's face it, some of the performances like Chewbacca reacting to the news that General Leia had passed. That was, oh man, it hit me like a hammer. I think that scene would be, is tough to beat as far as an acting performance goes. It's, and it really, really hit home with me. The, again, Adam Driver's acting in this, I loved it. And I really enjoyed, like, once he became good, if you how he was acting towards the Knights of Ren and just the shoulder shrug and his more human nature. And then Daisy Ridley crushing it as Rey. I love how her character developed in this particular story and her own internal conflict. I thought everybody did great. Everybody did great. The whole Poe and Zori Bliss, I thought that was cute, a cute addition. I sort of secretly hoped they would go the whole Finn and Poe route, but, you know, what are you going to do? So, the, 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 big, the big Raylo moment, I was, I was shocked. And not shocked when it actually happened, because, you know, you see it, you see it coming. But it's still, I actually gave a what the hell out loud in the theater. And the first thing I thought was, man, I got a lot of apologies to make right now. And I like the way Ben gave up his life for Ray and the way Leia gave up her life for her son. That was well played. And it was well played that they had... Leia's body disappear when Ben's did. Basically she came to get him and make him become one with the force. I'm still trying to suss out who all, all the voices in the, the Jedi that were with Ray, but I'm sure one of these days, somebody will tell us who it is. Anyway, I probably went on too long and Raj is probably like, for God's sake, dude, you couldn't have made this shorter, but there it is. That's my take in a nutshell. And hopefully once the holidays are passed, we can maybe get back to a normal schedule. Anyway, Till next time, I am out of here. Thanks, Eric. We really appreciate you stopping by and making that effort. And I know it's been really hectic with the holidays and illnesses and all kinds of stuff going on, birthdays. So really, really appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you, my friend. Here's the question. What would you give The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and then Rise? What is your number ranking? So, Boo... Force Awakens, 1 through 10, what would you give it? A 9. Last Jedi. An 8. 
And then for this one, an eight and a half, that kiss drops it half a point. Oh, so it would have been a nine without that kiss. <laughs> all right. All right, Les. Force Awakens. Force Awakens will get a nine out of ten for me. Okay. Not should I. I'll go nine out of ten. Ooh, I have this one. I'll go eight out of ten. Okay. King Tom? Nine for the Force Awakens, nine and a half for the Last Jedi. Seven and a half for this. Ooh, okay. So I'm at nine and a half for Force Awakens because of the buildup and how long we waited for it. Mm-hmm. I will give an eight for the Last Jedi because I thought there's a couple things that the movie could have been without. And then this one, I will give it an eight and a half um, just because of the way it was structured. But still not bad. It's still. Yeah. Still higher than some of the prequel numbers I would give. So, right. and I still, I still love it, and I'll still watch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't wait to watch it again. I want to watch it in 3D. I want to watch it. I'm so excited to watch I, it again. I saw it in 3D and 3D IMAX and in Dolby, and the 3D really didn't do much for it. Okay, okay. And did you like it the second time better? I think so. Just because I wasn't as nervous uh, there we go uh, yeah thanks. right how about you boo second time better yeah no I, I liked it the second time better it wasn't as fast as the first time it's still a blistering speed of a movie <laughs> but it wasn't as fast right yeah you know, i i felt like i could recognize some things think about some things you know the first time i'm just like oh shit we're moving on i'm moving you know just i felt like i was just dumping shit out the window I'd be like oh well can't do that anymore this time i was like okay this stuff can stay and we can move on and do other things right. yeah yeah but i i definitely recommend multiple viewings yes do we think that kevin feige fije our friend is going to be in charge of the very next one i know he's not, it's not three years or something no no not it's the gonna, next one it's going to be a standalone that he's going to do yeah mm-hmm. okay and he's probably just producing and more like the project runner he's not going i don't doubt he's going to direct and write no 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 absolutely he's not. never done either of those no he's never done either but having him as the showrunner per se is has been huge for marvel mm-hmm. um you know he's yeah so that's interesting it's interesting well i can't wait to hear what they're gonna do like what ideas they have in their heads and and who's gonna yeah. take this and I, if ryan johnson's the one then let him be the one <sighs> All right. That was the uh, review for Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, please go see it. I'm sure you have. Um, and now let's get into some quick things real quick because we've just wasted. We didn't waste. We just went over that for a good amount of time. But I want to talk other about stuff. There's other stuff like um, the pop culture breakdown. Six Underground. Uh, um, I got to see this a couple days ago and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought of Boo the entire time while I was watching it. Boo, have you seen this? I I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm, I'm excited, you know, because uh, Boom Boom Bay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought of you. Here's the thing. Here's the crazy Michael thing. Michael Boom so, Boom Bay is back. Well, yeah. I watched the film and I, I had no idea Michael Bay was directing or was any really? part of it. And no clue. I just I saw Ryan Reynolds and we wanted to put it on for background noise at the house. Mm-hmm. And the first 30 minutes is so, if you think Rise of Skywalker is fast, the first 30 minutes of this film is so fast and it's, it's literally a car chase for 35 minutes. And I thought, I told Lorena, I said, Ooh. I, 
I was like, is the entire film in a car? Like, is I, I, I didn't know. I didn't, cause I had no idea what the movie's about. And it's not, it's definitely not. It, it, but it takes off after that. For what it was, it was really good. It was like Snatch meets the Italian job meets, um, kind of like born, like born kind of. It was, it was, it was crazy. And I had no idea Michael Bay did it, but there was a scene where, Ryan Reynolds is doing nothing but getting in a car and it's a slow-mo. And I was like, <laughs> and I laughed out loud and I was like, well, that was really unnecessary. This, that, that reminded me of Michael Bay. And then the movie directed by Michael Bay, Michael Bay production. I was like, oh shit, of course it was a Michael <laughs> Bay production. So I'm glad yeah. I saw it without knowing that because I would have probably critiqued the shit out of it knowing it was a Michael Bay film. But if you like action-packed, fun Funny Ryan Reynolds. It was like Deadpool Ryan Reynolds. Definitely watch it. Beautiful women, beautiful men, beautiful cars, Rome, uh, United Arab Emirates. Landscape was great. It's It's got all of it. It is Deadpool meets – it's just every Ryan Reynolds action movie that he's ever done. And then you add like a Fast and Furious element. You add – yeah. Uh, just, I mean, it's everything. It's, it's everything, but it is really entertaining. It's the epitome of what you, movies should be in a movie theater. By the way, it, yes. this thing is on Netflix. This would have made a ton of money. I with the word of mouth, I think, in the theaters. Yeah, because the cast was still pretty strong. Yeah, also. it was really good. And there's a good chemistry there. And this group is not the best at what they do. No, they're not at they're all. The, they're the worst, they're, actually. Yeah, they're really bad at it. And that part is pretty cool because they're just stumbling over themselves. Yep. And, yeah. I highly recommend it. It's if, the A-team. It's all Oh, of yeah, those. it's all of those. Everything <laughs> from 2010 to, like, now, it's all of it. Really, Carlos. it really is. You'll oh, like yeah, it. Dude. You'll really like yeah. it, Boo. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, just I, going, I, it's a mindless fun. I look fun. forward to it. And it really, yeah, and, really gruesome, Boo. Really gruesome. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. yeah see, see that's, that's the best thing about movies is it's entertainment. It's entertainment, and that's and that's what I'm looking forward for, okay. or looking forward to. Gotcha. We have some comic book movie TV nudes. Thor, God and Thunder. Taika, who is actually directing the final Mandalorian uh, episode, told... Is that, is that Blood and Thunder, or God and Thunder? I think it's God I think it's and Thunder. Blood and Thunder. Oh, it's, it's Blood? It's Blood and Thunder. It's not no, God and no, Thunder? No, it's Love and Thunder. Oh, or Love it, and Thunder. Oh, it's, it's Love and Thor Thunder? Or Love and Thunder. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a, I think it was a trade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought it was. Name uh, that. I think there's a. No, it's Thor, story. Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Yeah. I thought it was God and Thunder. That's or Thunder Love. Either one. I don't know. Or Thunderstruck. Yeah. <laughs> or Thunderbolt. Thunderstick. <laughs> Thunderstick. Oh. Ooh, that's, oh, yeah. The Thunderstick. Good callback, King Tom. Well. He, Taika was saying that this one's going to be crazier than Ragnarok was. Mm. This is what he had to say to Entertainment Weekly. The next Thor film I'm doing, basically we're sort of launching ourselves again on this adventure film, really. That was the thing really that I loved about doing Ragnarok. It felt like we were just putting Thor on a really cool adventure. There's always like new things to see and do. And this one, I think we're going to double down a lot on that and have it bigger, bolder, brighter. There's just going to be some really crazy stuff in this film. Sounds great. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Sounds amazing to me. So can't wait for that. Yeah, definitely. And there's some MCU Phase 4 news. Hmm. So our friend Kevin Fige talked about this to Omeleta it's at the Brazilian Comic-Con last weekend and is teasing that another Endgame-level film will come again 
So this is from his words. Yeah, I mean, the MCU is all interconnected, but we really focus on one movie at a time. We're going to make the best Black Widow movie we can possibly make, the best Eternals film that we can possibly make, the best Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange, Thor, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, right? And keep evolving these stories. And then, yes, it's always fun to see them come together in a master plan, which is, I promise you, well underway. So I wonder if... If, that last part sounded so villainy that it's amazing. Yeah, really it's sinister. Perfect. It just sounded, which I is well underway. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if Black Widow is a part of that getting together thing. I know you had a theory the other day about Black Widow coming back to life. I'm just thinking there's going to be a post credit scene where they can find a way to bring her back. Yeah, that's someone's, interesting. Someone's going to find either Doctor Strange's. Captain Marvel, Thor, someone's going to be like, I think we can get Natasha back. And there we go, man. King Tom, you excited about this Phase 4 news? I, I am. I, I mean, they've they've hinted that they have a plan before, but it's it's always nice to hear. And we're getting a few known quantities, but a bunch of new things. I'm really looking forward to Eternals. I am too. And it's, it's just going to be exciting. Speaking of Eternals, guys. Yeah, we, Rogers, Rogers inspired all of a sudden. Oh, dude. Guys, dude. Can, can we talk about what, what's his name? Uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Kumail Nanjiani's goddamn transformation. Holy hell, dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Marvel trainers. I mean, what is going on? Yeah, there's no, that's black there. magic right there. That there's is some, black magic. Uh, there's dark jungle. side of the force. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> to many abilities some would consider to be unnatural. Wow. Unnatural, yeah. Very inspiring. That's all I will say. Very inspiring. Yeah, I hope I hope that's I hope that's photoshopped. I hope it's something. It's not because no, man, that's him. Let dude. me tell you something. Yeah. Remember, Boo, we saw him on stage at D23, how big he was? He, oh yeah, he looked jacked. He but looked not jacked like up. That. Well, uh, Selma Hayek put a tweet out with a picture of her, her holding his arms, and yeah. she goes, "It's real, people." And he's just flexing, and he's her arm. She can't even hold his bicep. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's taking good for him, dude. Yeah, definitely good for him. And if anybody's been watching Silicon Valley, <laughs> it, it's almost hard to hide it. Yeah, like it's almost hard to hide his physical transformation. Like there's there's scenes, and you go, "Oh yeah, dude, he's he's jacked." Good for him. Good for him. Now, let's end this thing with your takes. I know everybody probably saw two trailers when you saw the films. Did you guys all see Top Gun? Yes. Okay. King Tom? Yeah. Did you see Christopher Nolan's Tenet? Oh. Yes. Oh, fuck. You didn't see it? No. They... For the IMAX screening, they ran like a, I don't know how long it was, but it felt like it went on forever. <laughs> they did it for and us too. Five minutes long. I hated it. And my, my daughter, she is like, cause she, she was there with me and she's, you know, she didn't like the, the noise. So she had her oh, hands so over loud. here and eventually she like turns into me and just kind of like buries her face. And it's not the type of thing that's, appropriate yeah i, I would can say see for, that for a star wars audience right um i think they've done this for the star wars imax for the force awakens it was a long clip of the zootopia was it zootopia one of those movies then they did the um dunkirk 
and now this, and it just, I have no, des- I, I don't know what's going on. I just have no desire to see that movie because that, that clip pissed me off so much. <laughs> wait a minute. It's really? no, wait, it was a clip of Tenet? Yeah. We, yeah, got, we, uh, saw, we got like oh, three to five minutes. No, it was exactly five minutes was, of Tenet. I, I loved it. Oh, I'm going to be honest. But I, guess, yeah. I can see where you're coming well, from. Well, I can see why Tom, Tom wouldn't want it. Because you're a little girl. Yeah. Because Hope is sitting there and she's going, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty violent. It It was was very loud, just weird, and yeah, not you're not taking your kids to go see a counterterrorism version of Inception. Yeah, I mean, you're not not doing that at all. You're in a public place, and you're seeing something about a terrorist assault on a public place. Yes, right, a theater, no less. It's like, oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. This this one time, I worked. I I don't want to drag things on, but this one time, I worked in New York at at the TV station. I worked for a consumer reporter. When we would get calls from people all the time about they want us to do stories on things, this guy called because he wanted a refund because he took a cruise and he had a heart attack because the movie on the cruise was Titanic. Oh my god! Yeah, (laughs) and this is like the same exact thing. That is funny. That is really uh, funny. Two cruise ships collided actually today. Two carnival cruises oh, in Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Well, Tenet looks cool, but I can understand. I totally, I understand. totally get what you're saying, buddy. Yeah, Mr. I, I went and took a piss. One hundred percent understand, but it did look cool. If, if I had known, I I would have taken my daughter out. Yeah, they didn't have to give you five. They didn't have to shove five minutes down our throat, but it. We saw a trailer earlier in the day. Right well, we saw a really yeah, good trailer. We saw the actual trailer. I saw the trailer. And it was like a, a yeah. minute and a half, and we were like, no, this is badass. Yeah. Then we get five minutes of it, and I'm going, this is still pretty cool, but we didn't need, I mean, yeah. The trailer experience, first of all, for, for Rise of Skywalker was, there's some cool trailers, but. It was loud as shit, dude. Much, way too yeah. loud. But way too many trailers. It was like 20 minutes of trailers. There was right? exactly 30 minutes. The movie started at 7.30 when it was supposed to start at 7. Jeez. So let's talk about the Top Gun trailer. What'd you guys think initially? It was, it was pretty epic, but it was, it felt like it was the Force Awakens of Top Gun. They were hitting every single plot point. They even had like a football game on the beach, even though it wasn't I do volleyball. I like how Miles Teller kind of looks yeah. like. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, he does. He kind of, yes. I'm like, oh man, they made him look a little bit Was there bit a shot like of Goose? Goose? Was there an old school shot of Goose? I don't there? know if there was an old school shot, but he definitely looked like yeah. him. And I'm like, okay, and that's Tom, cool. Man. And Tom Cruise looks good, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. you you buy it. It's Maverick. I so, had flashbacks to trying to land on the carrier in the old Top Gun NES game. That's exactly what I told okay, Randy. Okay. I said, oh my God, it's giving me PTSD. Just the noise <laughs> of trying to land yeah. that was thing. It, wasn't it harder to do the refueling? Oh, that's I never no, got the past land, the refueling. I, once the you learn how to land, you're good. Get it, dude. I never learned how to land. Yeah, land was such a bitch. In, in-air refueling was the worst part for me. I could never line it up, and I would end up just crashing because <laughs> I didn't get enough gas while I'm flying. Dude. It was terrible. You hear that sound effect right there? That sound effect gets me P- PTSD right there. Ugh. Oh, that's man. funny. No, oh, yeah, no, the, the trailer was bitching. I'm sold. I want to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I got to see that. The biggest, loudest yeah. we'll see it in the IMAX, bro. theater possible. I'm like, that looks awesome. That looks really fucking cool. That IMAX laser? We're in an AMC, uh, we're in AMC right? Yeah, AMC yes. IMAX yes. laser. It was yeah. beautiful, and it was so godforsaken loud. It, I, it was... It was actually perfect. For it was Star jarring Wars. at some times during the yeah. trailers. Star Wars, it sounded perfect. Mm-hmm. It sounded perfect. And mm-hmm. hey, let's not forget—we've totally forgot about this great Stan Lee John Williams moment 
Oh, in yeah. The Rise. He was the bartender. The bartender, he, yeah, with the monocle thing. Yeah. yeah. His character name is an anagram for Maestro. Oh, I don't remember what so it was cool. off the top of my head, but I saw it and I'm like, that's, you know, that's that so cool. Fantastic. Yeah. And we'll end it with that, guys. So, Mr. Yeah. King Tom Chansky, where can people find you? Tom Chansky on Twitter, and then I do Patreon shows with Hawes at Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, and The Bad Motivators. And by the way, people, you can find Mr. Eric Struthers and his beautiful hair, probably watching Cats this weekend. But you can also listen to him on The Bad Motivators, and you can find him on Twitter, at Eric Struthers. Mr. Carlos Borguel, where can people find you? Other than I, I think, I think Struthers is watching. Right yeah, yeah, the Canto Bite layer. Um, I think Eric Struthers is watching Cats right now. That's why he, he's oh, not here. I will be. He, he didn't want to tell us. I will kick him off this podcast. Yeah. How dare he? <laughs> he didn't want to tell us, but that's what he's doing. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List, boo. Mr. Gonzalez. You can find me on Twitter at Less is More 78. And you can find me at the Sith List. And I hope you enjoyed our breakdown of the rise of skywalker sorry it was all over the place because we just felt like the movie was all over the place so we should be too but i hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed the rise of skywalker and talking about it and send us your emails and your voicemails and let us know your likes and dislikes of the film and we're not gonna have a star wars film for another thousand days guys so um get ready for some mandalorian finale and Cassian coming up and Ben Kenobi coming up and uh, it's kind of a sad thing that we're not going to be in a Star Wars in a theater watching Star Wars but um, you always got the Sith list we'll catch you next week on episode number 177 of the Sith list in the two of us need look no more we both found what we were Hey, hey.
Sing 